0: Are you the kind of person that struggles to answer calls or maybe better yet you're the kind of person that really struggles to respond to texts, even if you're the one that initiated the conversation or maybe you're the kind of person that really 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 struggles to get yourself to study even though you really understand how important the exam is getting yourself to study is like pulling your teeth without anesthesia. If any of these boxes are being ticked for you today's podcast is going to be interesting for you to listen to hello everybody and welcome to neurodiversity support podcast i'm your host annika a local neurodivergent and neurodiversity specialist today we are going to be speaking about something very important to any adhd and neurodivergent brain is motivation how do we stop procrastinating and motivate ourselves to do things, just normal things. Any neurotypical person any neurotypical person is going to kind of roll their eyes, so I don't get the big deal, but any ADHD person knows how paralyzing this phenomenon can be in our brain. The phenomenon I'm just speaking about is the lack of motivation to do the most mundane things in the world. Now, is it for the lack of desire? Is it for the lack of need to get these things done? No. There is a big jump between the vehicle of need to get a task done and the execution of getting that task done and the fuel that gets the task done is motivation. Now the beautiful thing of our minds, the ADHD brain, is we have a massive deficit of motivation. And now what form does the motivation take in a brain is the neurotransmitter dopamine. And that is what the ADHD brain lacks, is dopamine. Now, Within the brain there are neuropathways where dopamine is creating reward neuropathways in the brain. In the limbic system that would be emotional rewards, feelings of pleasure, delight, happiness that a task was executed. The others would be neuropathways of reward within the prefrontal cortex that would be success and feelings of accomplishment because I have completed a task, the feeling that yes I can tick that off my checklist that is why that feeling is so satisfying just ticking it off the checklist because you're getting those small hits of dopamine of reward yes i got it done i got it done now if we do not have that feel of motivation we cannot get simple things done it's so difficult to get it done but the key part of it it's not for the lack of need or want And sometimes the neurotypical world that we live in communicates to us. Oh, you're lazy. You don't want to do it because you're lazy. Maybe you don't know how to do it. Why aren't you determined to do this, motivated to do this, uh, dedicated to get the job done? Is it because you're not committed enough? Those are not true. We are fully committed, homie. We are there like white on dice. The problem is there's no motivation to get it done. The reward of the execution is not enough to get us, to fuel us, to get to that destination of execution. So what happens is, and I'm going to go back to the texting example. Have any of you sat and wanted to text somebody back and you read the text and you know the answer is going to be simple and the answer is, not that big a deal but you just can't actually get yourself to text back and out of instinct you just kind of go out of the app and completely forget to actually text back a simple answer and then when you do see it again oh then you feel bad and then because you feel so bad you start feeling anxious and you're like oh now I seem like a bad person but if I text back three weeks later I'm fine thinking how are you it's gonna be awkward and then our brain starts rolling through this rigmarole this dialogue of oh my goodness why can't I just answer things back why can't I answer doesn't normal people answer text properly why can't I do this we either have two speeds of texting back within three seconds or within three weeks there is no in between of texting back and the reason why is we are having ADHD paralysis now ADHD paralysis is something that is so real and impairs quite a little bit of our functionality socially, occupationally, it impairs our functionality quite a bit for that reason, because the reward of getting a task done is not significant enough to outweigh the negative dialogue that we've internalized. Are you lazy? You don't want to get this done. So what happens is, externally, ADHD paralysis looks like A teenager sitting on the couch scrolling through TikTok for two hours instead of studying for an exam. But internally, they've got this anxious dialogue in their mind oh, my word, this is the most, this is my metric finals, this is a lot. I'm so lazy, why can't I get this done? Why does Susie in the class get it so easily? And I'm just sitting here, maybe I shouldn't even try because even if I try, I'm not going to be good enough. That dialogue of Suggestopedia, now, if you miss the podcast about Suggestopedia, I suggest you go back and listen to that about self-advocacy in the neurodiverse mind because that is quite a bit of the foundation of what happens in the ADHD brain when they have ADHD paralysis. And ADHD paralysis also occurs within other neurodiversities, by the way. So I think we should call it neurodiversity paralysis. But that's another conversation. So in the ADHD paralysis, we internalizing so much anxiety which is the opposite of the motivation that we may need, which is dopamine, which is happy and reward. So let's talk about how do we get that? How do we get some of this juju, motivation juju? And how we get, so how they said um, we get dopamine or motivation is through novelty, um, interest, degree of the task, And what is the fourth one, Oaks? Oh, yes, urgency, urgency. So it's when a person feels urgency to get a task done, when they're interested in getting the task done, if the degree is not too big, and when it's novel, it's new, it's exciting. Now, let's talk about the different facets in our life. Because of ADHD not having this internal dopamine, we want to take the dopamine out of us and get it from, ex- excuse me, not the dopamine, I want to say we want to get external motivation. So let's talk about a mother. At home, a neurodivergent mother that really struggles to actually clean the house, it's boring bro. Who wants to clean the house every day? I want my house so clean, but to actually get myself to do it, the reward sometimes doesn't outweigh the negativity of actually forcing myself to do it. So what do I do? I externalize my motivation. I ask a friend, hey Susan from class, that's so clever. Why don't you every Tuesday please for me pretend to visit me? tell me you're going to be there in 15 minutes, but then don't come. Now what will happen is my brain will forget that Susie and I had this arrangement and she'll say, I'm going to be there in 15 minutes. So what you could do to Susie is you say, Susie, sometimes do come. So I don't know if you're lying or not. So that there's that um, urgency factor. Then you have never seen a person clean a house as fast as Annika with ADHD Because Susie said she's coming in 15 minutes and I will sprinkle in that house in 15 minutes, homie. Blitz vanag. And that is the urgency, the external motivation. If I sometimes, uh, if I have to get the dishes done, then I do it within 10 minutes between two appointments quickly. Because I have to get it done quickly. I'm going to do it now. Let's see how quickly I can do it. Having competition with myself, let's see how fast I can actually do it, gives that that excitement, the urgency and the interest is boosted because it's now competition. And ADHD brains, like it or not, is extremely competitive because we get that extreme dopamine boost from competition. How, how else can I do it if I'm a mother besides Susie? I can use a kitchen timer now. This kitchen timer, I want to turn it, but my children kind of broke it already. I got it from Mambo's. 70 rand. I'm sure we can find it somewhere else for cheaper but you just put it on for 15 minutes Zip, 15 minutes see how quickly you can have a little race for yourself to see how much I can get cleaned in 15 minutes now as a nerida virgin mommy you get the children involved in that come guys let's see you can pick up as much toys as they can in 15 minutes or we can make up their bed and brush your teeth or whatever in 15 minutes chop up tasks in 15 minutes then you see how quickly you can actually get it done because then you are sparking your urgency and you're sparking the interest because it's exciting. And because you are chunking your tasks, you are also making the degree of the task way more palatable because it's smaller. Now, the other thing with novelty as a neurodivergent mother is to buy new cleaning products all the time. Buy new cookware all the time. Look, I don't, I'm not um, endorsing hoarding, eh? I am just saying swap out new things, make it new, make it exciting, get a new cloth, get a new, there's nothing as exciting in my home as a new broom. Do you know what I mean? Just get new things, new bristles, new whatever, new smelling products. I don't know, but get new things often. The same principle will apply if you are working. Or if you're a student, getting new set of pins is the most amazing thing if you want to get your child to study. A new set of highlighters. That alone makes it exciting. I'm going to external motivation to be able to spark interest to want to use it so that they can go and study. Like um, FD New Divergent has a collection of ten thousand notebooks for no reason it's not for no reason by the way it's for motivation it's novel it's exciting to get you to take the thoughts out of your brain and to water that tea that you've had of that amazing thought but you didn't have enough motivation to bring it out and water it and bring it to life novelty you know now as a student uh, when a student or or working i suggest chunking the work up into 15 minutes have a a timer if you're studying say okay uh, this is my game plan i'm going to study this section to that section to that section and you chunk it into 15 minutes five minutes chill 15 minutes five minutes chill that means that in one sitting of studying you're doing four sections of sprint studying then you have so much motivation to the novelty of using a new timer. I know it seems silly, but it, it works. The novelty of a new experience or a new area. And then the urgency because you have to study within 15 minutes. And then also the interest because of competition. Then you want to see if you can beat yourself. Now, if the child, if the novelty of it wears off and the interest of it wears off, the best thing you can do is body doubling. You don't have to be in the same race as them to see who can study the fastest and see who can actually retain within 15 minutes. You could be doing something different, but the excitement is there. Now as a mom, you can body double with your child and do your other stuff like watch a podcast or whatever in that 15 minutes is say, time's up. Let me see in that five minutes what you remembered. It's exciting. It's fun. It's and then when they're a little bit older they can do it with themselves. But feeling like there's external motivation, there's excitement, there's urgency, it's interesting, it's novel, it's new, and it's the degree of the task is chunked up into smaller, four smaller pieces instead of this massive staircase of work. You've made it into doable steps at a time. That makes it exciting enough for them to do it. When a child, you tell a matriculant that has ADHD, you have to study all the work from grade 10 to 12. It's so overwhelming that it's hard for them to process It's That's why I always say they look up this massive staircase like a rocky that went up the staircase. And they're like, how am I going to get all the way to the top? It's impossible. They always say, it's impossible. I can't do it. So you chunk it up for them. You make it exciting. You give them a small sense of urgency by making competition. You get them new stationery to make a novel. You play new games. You study new areas. And you do it, you chunk it up for them. That's the most important thing. Sometimes they don't know how to start. And when they feel like they don't know how to start, they go into ADHD paralysis because the reward is hidden too far down behind the anxiety of this massive task that I have to do. It's too much for them. Now, the other thing that I want to mention has slipped my mind. Oh, now I remember. Now, what you can also do is set lots of reminders on your phone. So instead of using this, because sometimes we forget to use this because we also have ADHD, so we forget what that novel thing was and then we forget how to use it, is to set timers on your phone. So if there's something that you have to do often, that you set a timer when it must begin and you set a timer when it must end so that you know, oh, I hear that thing. Let's see how much I can get done in in the short amount of time then there's this constant reminder and you don't forget about the reminder. If that makes sense. So having the reminder on your phone sometimes is very helpful as well. There's a stopwatch on your phone that has a little jingle to it. I mean, you can get very creative. Now, I will mention this. Um, I hope Google is going to give me um, a high five for this mention. But Google Keeps is an app that you can download that syncs on all your devices. And you are able to make a checklist, a digital checklist that you can tick off when things get done. And you can take little reminders on each checklist. So you can chunk, I mean, just go play with the app, dude. Google keeps. You can chunk different types of um, checklists with different colors. And each checklist can have a reminder. So say if it's like you want your teenager to remember to brush his teeth. Which is a real problem with ADHD. I roll my eyes. But hygiene is a problem with ADHD people's self care. And it's not something we should shame. It's, do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to roll my eyes every time I say that. But anyway. That is a reminder to go brush your teeth for instance. Then it will go off. From that checklist, and you can tick it off, and you can copy the checklist like the morning routine checklist every morning. I did that, I did that, I did that. Then it gives them the external urgency I have to get this done. But then they need to be rewards. Now, sometimes with a teenager, you can say to them, Listen, Buddha, if you get all of your morning routine checks done for the next week, I'm going to give you. A slab of chocolate and if you do it for a whole month i'll buy you an xbox game and if you do it for a whole term i'll buy a new skateboard a bigger reward you know like external rewards that you can tier for them then it's not so far away because sometimes parents do that is they're like um at the end of the year i will buy you a new pair of blah 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 then it's too far away from them and that's a problem for ADHD children the degree is too great so they need a smaller chunk of understanding of immediate rewards I'm gonna get an ice cream after supper tonight I'm gonna get this now you do not understand the amount of dopamine that is released in an ADHD brain when you say you're gonna get a surprise Surprise, I don't know why surprise is such a magic word in the ADHD brain, I promise you, surprise is opens up a world of possibilities of what it could be, but it releases all of that neural pathways of the reward that we spoke about fired up because I know I'm getting a reward. I don't know what it is. That's exciting. It's novel. It's interesting and it's urgent because it's gonna come all right after I get this task done. The field to execute the task is up here, bro. So use the word surprise more often with your ADHD children. Now when we're talking about disciplining an ADHD child or not disciplining so much as asking them to get simple things done or training them to look after themselves passive is the way to go not you better you gotta do this make it a game let's see how quickly you can make up your bed oh my goodness if you do this i have a surprise after lunch for you and then the surprise can be a strawberry i mean do you know it doesn't need to be it can just be well done remember in the beginning we spoke about the limbic system also having reward. Dopamine neuro pathways, and those—that's praise and well done, and recognition, and making them feel happy. It doesn't. Parents have fallen into the trap that rewards need to be a thing. It doesn't need to be a thing. It can also be um, a kissing attack or um, the hugging monster. Or do you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be Xboxes. It can't just be love and affection and praise. So that we can be more mindful. Of undoing that anx- anxious dialogue in their mind of you're stupid, you're lazy, but say, Oh my goodness, look how well you did. You pushed through, you were motivated to do this good job. You know? So go ahead and use all the feels you can to motivate your ADHD brain, to make things more urgent for you, to make it novel and exciting and interesting. To chunk up your work into 15 minute chunks and 5 minutes chill time. So that it's not that massive. And to make it interesting for yourself by making all of these things amazing. You can do this. You can get things done. And no more ADHD paralysis. Only external rewards and motivation. You got this. Now. (sighs) I spoke a lot. We'd like to hear from you. What motivates you? What is your external motivation that we haven't thought about? What gets you up off the couch washing the dishes? Is it a new sponge? Is it a new dishcloth? What is your thing? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook. Get a diversity support group. Let us know what is your favorite thing that motivates you. Have a lucky day, Oaks. Bye.